Welcome to another episode of Uplifting Conversations. I'm your host, Tucson Bailey. And today I am joined by my friend, Jack Campbell of Alexander Legacy Private Wealth Management. The word that I keep coming back to is uplifting. I have this conviction based on my lived experience that uplifting people or the planet doesn't have to be draining. It can actually feel uplifting to the person who's making that impact. Hey, hey <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Campbell, president and CEO of Alexander Legacy Private Wealth Management, as well as host of Legacy Lessons with Jack. This is so exciting to kick off 2023 with my friend Toussaint. I mean, from the Bay to the D, let's get it in for 2023. Let's get it in. <laughs> let, let's get it in. Yeah, no, it, it, and we're doing something a little, little different today because it's sort of a joint podcast. I'm on Jack's. Jack's on mine. Uh, we just figured we 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 mix it up in 2023 and 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 go extra to start out with. Yeah. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. And so I think what we'll start out with. You know, I like to walk people through um, the journeys of change makers, people who are doing dynamic stuff in the industry. And I know what you're doing at Alexander Legacy Private Wealth is is incredible, inspirational and also innovative um, in, in the worlds that you're bringing together and how, how you're thinking about legacy and all the layers to that. Yeah. Nobody starts there, right? And so what, what I would love to talk about is going backwards a few steps. Um, and, and one of the things that, that's really important uh, to us is not skipping over the hard stuff. And so, so what I would love to, to actually start with, um, and we will we'll come back up, but I would love to hear um, what drove you to to address this need or 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 what was the need that you saw um in the community in the marketplace in the industry that led you to create uh what 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 you have created and why don't we start with at first uh introducing folks to uh, alexander legacy private wealth and, and what that is and what its mission is Absolutely. No, thank you so much. It is truly a mission, as I like to say, um, and a labor um, of, of beautiful and intentional love as we think about, you know, um, our, our true mission and purpose, which is to help create multi-generational wealth so that our children's children don't have to start from zero. And, you know, we are truly blessed to be, you know, in the business for such a time as this, that, you know, it's, it's our time and it's our true season to make sure that you know on our watch you know those of us that are blessed to be the Gen Xers to the Millennials to the Gen Z's I mean we are blessed to have so much more than our you know ancestors could have ever even thought for or imagined but they truly prayed and invested for this moment and so I take that kind of stuff very seriously you know I'm one of those like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of an old soul so when I tell you about the journey of Alexander Legacy I mean this journey started um, you know, frankly, back when I was probably 12 years old, um, I started getting the the you know the the, the buzz, if you will, uh, or the bug of of becoming you know my my own entity, if you will. I knew that you know I was going to probably have a journey where it was going to require me to go finish school and go and work for someone to get valuable and unique experience. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to be. Um, part of a significant impact. And that was at 12. And I just knew it had something to do with socially and economically disadvantaged individuals. 
Mm. See, I grew up in the church. So as a little girl, I was the one that was like six years old for Thanksgiving, Christmas, going to the Brewster projects here in Detroit or the Jeffrey projects, you know, down the street here in Detroit and, you know, taking 1000 turkeys uh, and, and, and cornbread and cranberry sauce to the sick and shut in to those who could not afford. So philanthropy um, had always been sort of knee deep in the bones. So we knew that, you know, for one, there was a need. And if we were going to take care of our people, it was going to require those of us that were very blessed and fortunate to really come together, pull our assets, pull our resources, pull our intellect, and make sure that our communities thrived. Just yeah, I like love, so, yes. so I, I, I love um, the, the through line from, from where you grew up and, and, and what you were doing as, as a, a church baby, <laughs> right? No, uh, out there uh, in the community, uplifting people. So I said, so I, I, I both grew up in the church, my mom teaching Sunday school, but I also grew up with two parents who were, my, my mom ran a, a, a homelessness uh, program for most of my life and, and has done all this stuff. My dad worked with mentally ill. And so like, those were just things that, um, that, that were there when I was growing up that like, it's not, I don't think of philanthropy as separate, but what I was going to say is it's interesting as someone who's grown up with that, that you almost can't thrive without addressing those needs or without doing, having some form of outlet to uplift other people. It doesn't even feel like thriving if those two things are separate, For, at, at least what I've noticed in my own experience is like, it, feel, it would feel empty to be out here doing well financially without having something to put my hands on to uplift That's other people. That's right. I mean, that's what we were taught. I mean, once we get to the call it promised land, if you will, it's our then responsibility to then reach back and then figure out how to empower more, uplift more, get more people to where we know is so incredibly important if we're going to cure a lot of things that we know are incredibly, you know, on, 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 you know, on the desk right now of like, which is poverty, right? Which is yeah. the fact that so many more people are starving today than they were three years ago. Why is that when the wealth is much more today? You know, so these are yeah. issues that Alexander legacy is, 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 you know, we're, we consider ourselves social entrepreneurs. We're social impact, um, you know, focused. And if we're not solving problems, you know, why are we in business? And so that's, that's really a little bit about who we are, our journey, you know where it started it's nowhere near uh uh finished you know we're just yeah. beginning and um you know we're just excited to be on on this mission with people like you and so many others that are in alignment with our work oh ditto <laughs> like i feel the same yeah. so let me ask you this so we we we, we touch a little bit about um kind of what 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 get what where you saw the need and and, and what you were feeling when you went toward that need um, and what what the source of that? What gives you hope? Like what what now pulls you um, toward toward a greater vision? And what gives you hope that we can actually see that vision made manifest? Mm. You know what gives me hope, and it, it really hit me Sunday. I actually it was so funny. I was at a ceremony for a pastor who was retiring in Chicago, and all the dignitaries were there from Jesse Jackson, who's an icon we know in the civil rights era, to you know, the mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, and it was in a building called the House of Hope. <laughs> mm. And so oftentimes when I walk in that building, you know, the, the first thing I think about is what am I hoping for today? And what do I hope to leave with? Because I'm in the House of Hope. And um, the House of Hope is located on the south side of Chicago. 
And so you asked me what gives me hope. And I literally just had this thought like Sunday as far as what gives me hope. And as I looked at that ceremony and I saw my pastor who was my, who was my former pastor. And when I moved to Chicago over 20 plus years ago, I was 23 years old and I, I became a member of that church and I served and I built their entire economic and financial empowerment ministry at 23 years old. And all the, the South side of Chicago, so many of them were saved and taken off the streets, taking gangs were taken off the streets because they were in our class, getting financial literacy and learning how to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like now fast forward, cause that was in 20, uh, 2000, um, literally the year 2000 now is 2023, 23 years now later, these individuals are entrepreneurs, they're investors, they own real estate, right? To be able to see now that you talking about what gives you hope. Yes. And so now when I think about, okay, now being strategically thinking, how can we then now take this same energy and move it forward as we're investing in our communities because one of the things that that particular pastor is going to be doing as part of his legacy is he's going to be building 1000 homes in the roseland community sits off a golf course sits off a lake sits off a historical national park but it was ignored because it was on the south side of chicago so what gives me hope is to be able to look at communities like that, knowing that I was an investor in that community 20, you know, three years ago when I sat there and I taught Sunday school every Sunday and every Wednesday for the community to learn what a stock was, who Chairman Alan Greenspan was. Yeah, that's how old I am, you know. So what gives me hope is that now here we are 2023. We, it's time for us to return to that type of splendor where we're reinvesting back in our communities, pulling these young kids up and out of these horrible situations like the ones that are happening on the south side of Chicago, showing them how to become investors, showing them how to walk through some of these opportunity zones and how to be participants of the wealth transfer that's taking place. And if we do that right, what a world is going to be y'all. Let's go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, so you named some of the tools, like, so, um, like looking out at progress made, it sounds like in, in like actually putting your hands on a need and seeing the transformation of people, communities, um, is, is definitely something that, that instills hope. What are the resources we have at our disposal right now mm. to create that kind of transformation. And I know this is very top of mind for you and it's it, it's core to your business. What, what are our change resources that we have available to us? And particularly talking to, to other uh, investment professionals, potentially folks in wealth management, high net worth individuals, what can what do we have um, that can truly uplift some of the communities that, that you have just uh, uh, highlighted? Absolutely. And so one of the projects that I'm, I'm so excited, it's not, you know, completely rolled out yet. So I'll give you all a sneak peek. Um, but you talk about resources. And what I learned was, you know, again, being in the business now this year, I'm, I'm very blessed to celebrate 30 years in financial services. And so, you know, as I come up on my my 30 years uh, in the business, I thought about like where we were in 93 when I first got started and, you know, where we are you know, today and the, how the resources over the years have evolved and changed and grown. And, and, you know, one of the things that we have access to is the ability to use our, 
our brain, if you will, to mm -hmm. understand what it takes to become either an accredited investor, a fiduciary. I mean, so I, let me take it a step further. Let's look at the CFP license as an example, or the series 65. I love, I have case study after case study after case study. Now that I've been in the business for a little bit of time where I just took a young lady, just kind of like from church, let's just say that I recognize in Sunday school, I'm like, oh, this girl is bright. She's brilliant. She's working the church. She's got a great attitude, morals, values, character. She's not afraid to walk up to people and ask them for money. She's the first <laughs> one at the fundraisers raise. Okay. You know, see, I look for that kind of stuff, yep. right? It's like Barry Gordy, who's looking for, you know, the talent from Motown. You know, I am from Detroit. So, you know, <laughs> I say that to say, you know, you got to think outside the box. Talent comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. And so I, I would say, okay, young lady, come with me. I want to offer you an opportunity to mentor under me for 90 days. And what I'm going to do in return is I'm going to help you get your series 65. Wow. I'm going to help you get, and guess what? In 90 days, I turned that young lady's life around. Now she's able to go get a job at a fortune 100 company. Now mm -hmm. she's able to take that talent and that resource. And now she's able to go in, make not if not six figures and potentially work toward a seven figure net worth now she can go back to her community and do it all over again that's what i'm talking about so those are the kind of resources that we plan to re-roll out as we help to solve the issue that there's not enough black talent or women slash black women advisors in this business, we're going to be rolling out programs that will allow us to use our resources to expand the opportunity to offer up more opportunities for us to be in this incredible world of wealth. I often say, I'll leave it with this, I often say, you know, I became a woman in wealth because I was a woman of wealth, or let me say it differently. I, would be, I became a woman of wealth because I was a woman in wealth so yeah. we're helping more women and especially women of color who are very poorly represented wherever i go i still don't see enough of me and i'm just praying that our work allows us to really identify more people that can participate in this beautiful business right we need us <laughs> it's incredible we, we do need us and it's it's our our assignment is different from from the generation before us. I was uh, yeah. I was having this conversation with one of my my mentors, um, a black female advisor, Stacia Washington. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so uh, we were talking about like in, in, in one generation, um, it was sort of like getting that first opportunity. Like so, one generation back. Um, and, and there was this scarcity of opportunity and there was this propensity at the corporate level to sort of pit people against each other because this opportunity was so scarce. We've now been put in these places where a few of us have influence and we actually have the ability to share that influence and to share that opportunity. And so like thinking about co how collective action is effective action now and thinking about strategically how to both gather that opportunity together. Like, oh, you are, you're over here, you're doing mm -hmm. this. Well, this person over here is doing this. Why don't you two get together and da, da, da. So doing that, and then also exactly what you just said, opening up those doors. We, not, we don't have to kick the doors down anymore. We actually are standing inside and we can swing that door open if we have the intention to do that. We have the forethought to think about doing that at a scalable way. And so I 
love everything about what you you know <laughs> I love everything about what you're doing and 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 inspired and so I'll, I the last thing I'll ask is is this um what is it that folks can do today uh mm. to support the expansion of this opportunity support financial inclusion support the 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 uh, the scaling of Alexander Private Wealth, which which is a, a conduit for all of those things. What can people do, whether it's um, a high net worth individual, whether it's another financial advisor uh, within our community, what can people do today uh, to take action that might be uh, uh, impactful to you or your mission? Absolutely. I'm so glad you shared that. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a moment to just say, Let's pause for two seconds and just remember where we were this time three years ago. Mm. This time three years ago, we were just entering into 2020, right? And no one knew what was in front of us, right? Like, because it was still January. Um, So, and I think about like, then we, you know, fast forward. And one of the things that we know that happened outside of the pandemic was George Floyd's untimely and horrific death on May 25th, 2020. And that date, that date is so, it makes me emotional because it's my best friend's birthday, who's also my right hand for Alexander Legacy Private Wealth Management. Mm. And it, I remember it was her birthday that, that whole event took place and you know it was just like whoa like nobody can celebrate anything anymore once you saw what you saw and i bring that up to say that my hope because so many people so many organizations said that they were going to pledge millions if not billions to make sure that justice was served and that people were made right and that we people like Bob Johnson and others like calling for rep like I'm just being very serious like we all saw it with our eyes and here we are now fast forward three years later my hope is that these organizations, these people, these these high network and whoever they were that made pledges, I hope that it wasn't lip service. Mm. I wear my big bright red lips today, (laughs) (laughs) as I like to say, because I don't do lip service. Keep your word. Your yes should be your yes and your no should be your no. And so I'm hoping that now Alexander Legacy Private Wealth Management, over these last three years, we went into the lab, if you will. And we took the call. We heard the call. So we decided to come out of our sabbatical and start a firm to answer the call. So when I call on these organizations who made these pledges, I expect you to pick up my phone call. Okay. All right. Come on. It's because because we're not we're 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 not doing this. These are Fortune 100 companies. These are Wall Street companies. These are these are companies like Fidelity that have that just announced they have they're hiring 12 
thousand people because they have 33 million accounts that they need to serve. There is opportunity out here for us to all participate. So my, my hope is that these companies fulfill their obligation. Mm. Yeah. Mike I'm sorry. Mike <laughs> hey, what you sorry for? Hey, come on. You know, you, I'm just, I'm just being as real as I can be. That's it. No, that's it. That yeah. the, the the intention mm -hmm. at that part of the conversation yeah. is to really give people tangible things that they can do and picking up the phone, doing what you said you were going to do. Yeah, uh, it doesn't get much more uh, tangible than that. That's right. Yeah. And, and we've got wonderful people like Toussaint, you know, myself and so many others that heard the call. And now we're here to serve. Oh yeah, no, we I right. transformed our lives. We transformed Absolutely. our lives uh, as a result of, of the call. And and for me, it's about building a conduit for all of the people who did speak up and who weren't uh, kind of doing so in lip service, but don't quite know where to start uh, or don't quite have that avenue to create the impact that they're seeking. I'm trying to take all excuses off the table. You want, you want impact profitably, come see me. You want philanthropy, you come see me. Like whatever it is, um, let's find a way for you to create the sort of impact uh, that that you are that you are seeking, and and so to, and I, I, people these, these are conversations people have with their advisors, and so for me, like the light bulb that went off was supporting advisors and empowering their clients to do exactly what you're doing at scale, which is like creating these legacies that have impact, uh, sort of in their DNA, like that, that, mm -hmm. that is a part of the legacy. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done talking about uh, boats and, and, and beaches as, as what a legacy means, right? It's, come on, that ain't it. Um, that ain't it. Yeah. That ain't it. Yeah. You know, and so I appreciate, I, 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 I'm so glad that you bring that up. And, and, and as we, as we think about legacy, I would say, as we, as we, as we come to that, that part of the conversation, I mean, I would love to know, what do you, what do you see? as your legacy? Have you gone that far? Have you stretched your mind out a hundred years to really say, okay, I'm now, I'm that eagle that's overseeing the globe, like, like, like you see in my logo. And I get to now view what I, what I left as part of my DNA, as part of my footprint on this earth. What does that look like for you, Tucson? Oh, <laughs> I am you see so how you see you see how I was like boom boom him with Not, the <laughs> that's the flip. We are now in the legacy. <laughs> uh, so no, not only have I zoomed out, I have written and I read every single day. And if I'm not in position to read my legacy that I've written out. I have it voice recorded on my phone. So I listen to my legacy every single day. Mm. Um, and, and that starts with uh, the process. And so so I'm, I, I get to the destination, but I, I start with the process. And, and it's a process that I call the waterfall. And I think it's where it's the source of all fulfillment. So that starts with loving and trusting relationships with the self and others for their own for, for their own sake. So so legacy to me is is this is an epiphany I had actually at, at like around the time of my mom's passing. So my mom, as I said, um, an incredible person and did incredible things in the community from helping women in the drug courts get their kids back to running a homelessness program, teaching Sunday school. I've seen her do all of that. 
But when her time had come, the only thing that people got up at that podium to talk about was how they felt in Margaret's presence. Like mm. the effect that she had on their lives. If it's somebody she met at Popeye's who she took into her house for a day because that person needed a meal and somewhere to sleep tonight. It wasn't about like, she has this plaque or, or she has this or she's doing that. It was when I needed her, here's, where she, here's, here's what she did for me. I saw my dad do the same thing. Like my dad is, is a genius. Like, so he's, uh, you know, close to PhD level in, in economics, hit, hit his own bumps, um, was not immune from, from the drug ep epidemic that affected so many of our communities. So I've seen him as an addict and I've seen him come through recovery. Um, and, and now he's teaching junior high school uh, where he went to school. And he, he uh, loves people and connects with people on, on any level uh, better and, and shines a light brighter than anybody who I've ever come across. And so just seeing people who beam light and, and who put relationship and people first has always been something that I believed in. And I don't think I, I can think about legacy beyond just thinking about what loving and trusting relationships and putting that light out into the world is. And so that's level one for me. From there, I think about self-awareness, so self-discovery and self-mastery. Like, so that's the that's like the next piece of my my process. If you have loving and trusting relationships with yourself and others, you get to a point where you can actually look at yourself and start mastering yourself. From there, when you in a, an uplifted self leads to co-creation and collective impact. Mm. Like that's where you start. Like, so you, you have these love and trust and relationships, you uplift yourself. And now you start looking out at how can I impact the world with other people together? And I believe if you do all of those things, then personal rewards flow naturally. And so, so and, and actually you, you hold them with more gratitude and more generosity. And so for me, that process, which, which is like this waterfall of fulfillment is, is how legacy starts. What, what the product looks like, what the vision for me looks like is, is going through that process and through loving and trusting relationships and collective action, impacting a billion lives and becoming a billionaire in the process. Like mm. that, that is that. And so that, that is uplifting self, family, community, environment, and legacy. Like, like, so, so all of those things and uplifting, uh, helping and empowering the upliftment of, of a billion people through that. So part of that is what I do at Uplifting Capital. Part of that is what I do around Uplifting Capital. And, and uh, I haven't figured out every piece of, of that journey, but I know we are, we are well on our way here. Um, and we believe that can be done profitably because I believe in seeing value for giving value. And so, so that's where we are. Yeah, absolutely. So shifting gears real quick, like, what do you do for self care? Like, what's the self care routine? Because everything nowadays, you know, we've been hearing about a lot of people, right? Who, you know, they're dealing with some heavy stuff, right? A lot of in, you know, and, and, and again, I, I, being a private wealth advisor, I speak with a lot of families and I have to dig deep, you know, when I'm trying to help a family get from one part of their journey to the next part of their journey, when we're talking about creating legacies and wealth. I mean, we have to get beneath the hood and sometimes we're scraping out some things, you know, that we, we may have to kind of scrape out. And part of that is taking that time to really know who we are, know what we are, know our purpose in this life, understand, you know, when it's time for us to just choose us, you know, self-care. So what do you do to make sure you have a self-care routine? How are you gonna keep pushing this push and fighting this good fight? 
Yeah, no. So I share this wife, this office with my wife. She's over here giggling because she ah, knows I am obsessive about my hey, about my self care. <laughs> uh, uh, so I am uh, I am up uh, at at five in the morning every every day, um, and and that first hour and a half before my kids wake up um, is almost exclusively self care time. Like a, about a half an hour of that, I start start getting in to like emails and like attacking my biggest stuff of the day. But the first thing is, is my meditation. Um, and so I use Headspace meditation app. I've been meditating for about five, six years now. Um, and I don't know, eight years now, 2015. So I've been, I've been meditating for about eight years now, uh, and was introduced to it by a program called search inside yourself, which was this kind of, uh, Google born, um, uh, emotional intelligence program. I, when I was going into it, I didn't know it was all based around mindfulness meditation. And so, so, uh, I just kind of haphazardly discovered meditation that way. Um, and, and now I advise that program and have become deeply involved in, in kind of what, what mindfulness meditation uh, can do for us to just sit in that observer seat more often, right? Like we spend so much time taking in inputs um, and getting hit by what comes at us. And we spend time chasing our thoughts, like to be able to sit on top of your thoughts and kind of watch stuff um, is just really important time to me. So that, that meditation time uh, is really important. When I started on that self-awareness journey, I started to find some stuff. Um, and so I've been, uh, you know, I have uh, a therapist who I started working with, um, uh, who was, who was really important, Jewel Love, uh, uh, black man yeah. therapy, he, uh, specialized in black men, uh, yes. black executive men. Um, I have now, so I've, I've moved on, um, and I have a coach, uh, a, another coach who's, uh, who specializes in bl working with black men. It was important to me to hear that voice. Uh, Don Carter, uh, is the name of my coach. Yeah. Uh, an, again, incredible coach. So, so those are other tools that I spend, I use to reflect. Um, I, I can tell you I've, I've gone on a self-forgiveness, uh, um, uh, sort of, uh, journey mm. this is back a few years back where I went back and looked at all this, the shame I was carrying around mm. and like actually wrote it out and started journaling and then started guiding myself through all that shame. And, and now that's evolved into what I call a self-love journal. So mm. uh, after my meditation time, I write to myself uh, most mornings um, about like, like here's the, here's the thing about talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. Nobody will call you crazy for talking reckless to yourself. Right. or for talking negatively to yourself. You call, oh, I'm so stupid. Like nobody thinks twice about that. If you start speaking positive to yourself, people look at you like you're wild. Like, like uh, Tucson, great job today. Or, or, or Tucson, I see you. I see how hard you're working. Right. And that, that, that's the conversation I have with myself in my self-love journal. It yeah. sounds wild when I say it out loud, but we've normalized this negative self-talk. And so to me, hearing mm. my voice as the first voice that I hear in the morning, the loudest voice and hearing it lovingly, is an incredibly important part of my of my self-care. And it's become kind of instrumental to like me going in. And so that's evolved into self-trust. Now I trust myself. Uh, mm. I trust my instincts more, my, my, my energy, I can see better. Like I jump into stuff faster because I have this self-trust and I'm also um, uh, sort of better at self-leadership. So like things like self-discipline and all of that stuff. But all of that comes from starting with self-awareness, self-forgiveness, and then walking into this self-love. And so those are things. And then I, like, I've, I've started to dabble in yoga. I work out. You know, I'll never stop playing basketball until I can't play basketball. Uh, so all of those things uh, go into my self-care. Tamari, actually, uh, so, who helped us set up this cause. Uh, Tamari is incredible. She's our director of communications and engagement. She has uh, what I call my energy management system. Yeah. So, so Tamari 
is uh, uh, an insanely accomplished product developer. So she's she's helped build two major beauty companies um, uh, as kind of employee number two or three at those companies and, and done all these things. She still advises a bunch of companies. She has her own company um, in addition to what she does with us called Gift of the Nile. Mm. And, and, and Gift of the Nile, uh, I call it my energy management system. She probably beat me up for calling it that. But it's this, it, it's like, I don't know, it's these, uh, it's aromatherapy, like all uh, essential oils from Egypt. And so at these different moods that I have at different times, like one of them's fire, one of them's water, one of them's air, uh, mm. one of them's earth. And so every night I'm spraying this earth spray and like the grounding that I have from that. I have her air spray in my shower because it's like this. Anyway, like all of these things, like to, to kind of make sure that my energy is at a certain place and like, you know. Uh, Denise giggles at me. She's over here. But like that energy management is everything for, for me. Like I, I've just started to place so much value on my energy and mm. where it is and paying attention to it and who matches it and go, and rushing toward those people who match mm. it. I told you a little bit about um, a hidden empire and, and like some of the work we've been doing with this black independent uh, film company, the way that that happens. So, so the advisor I mentioned, uh, Stacia Washington uh, connected us uh, connected me with 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 someone there, um, and so I jumped on the phone first with their COO, and then I got on the phone with uh, uh, Roxana Dion. Maybe just Dion was on that first conversation. So this is the husband and wife that founded that company. I, I was I was talking to Dion on a Friday. Uh, met him on a Friday on a Zoom call. He's down in LA. I'm up here in the Bay. Um, we clicked so much, like like from, from from like the way that he's built what he's building, the energy that he puts out into the world, the light that he puts out into the world. He was like. I don't know why, but I need you to come to our studio. I need you to sit with me. Mm. Uh, uh, and I'm talking about like soon. And mm. I had a flight booked on Tuesday because the energy match was there. I, I'm, I'm so mm. in touch. With, I spend so much time getting in touch with my energy. I'm like, I don't know why I'm going down to see this person. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what we're building, but I'm going because yeah. the light that he's putting out matches the light that I have inside me. And now we're talking about doing all sorts of incredible stuff, bringing these financial worlds and this and this entertainment world together and, and, and figuring it out. But it's it's being in a state where I'm aware of my energy, I cultivate it, and then being able to then match that light to light like yours and light like other people's who just, it's clear that there's resonance there and you go toward it, like, like and so, yeah. That is so good. And I mean, that's such a powerful, hopefully word for all of us to really kind of like go go into this new year with like one you know that energy thing is real look at what you were able to manifest mm. by being intentional about the light that you're carrying is that michelle obama's new book hey the light we carry <laughs> i saw that we, we have it sitting on our on, on our kitchen counter and like that's All right. it that's, that's right come on that's with everything. the shout out to michelle obama I'm shout to out. <laughs> but you know so um, we have just one, a few more minutes left. So I really want to just kind of wrap this up with my call it grand finale sort of question. And I love that you happen to have your wife sitting next to you. It makes me so happy when I get a chance to have couples together. I want you to share with us that if we were reading your eulogy today, what would we be saying about you? What do you want to be known for, for your family, all the way to your business? What would we, what do you want us to say about you? I mean, he left it better than he found it. Mm. I mean, uh, he, he left it better than he found it. He cared. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so like, I think, 
um, one of the superpowers that that I have uh, that I I've come to realize as I've gotten older is people can see how much I care. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think um, I, I used to wonder like you know I'm because I'm, I'm I'm introverted like I don't you know I'm I'm not like kind of outgoing and don't always have the right words but I think my intentions for people are obvious to them and and my intentions for my genuine intentions for people and I hope that this is is said when when all is said and done for me my genuine intentions for people is that they win like like is that they are uplifted is that they're doing better is that they feel loved is that they feel that I trust them first Mm -hmm. you know and you show me who you are I'll believe you Mm -hmm. but I start I lead with with trust and so like that I, 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 I've left the world better than I found it. And that if, if you sat in front of me, I, I demonstrated that my intentions for you were good. That's yes, it. That's good. That's good. And that's really, you know, at the end of the day, we can't take any of this with us, right? You know, uh-huh. um, so, you know, the impact that we make while we're here is so incredibly important. Our legacy and what we're doing and what you're doing at Uplifting Capital. Please let us know, how do we follow you? How I'll let people know how to stay in touch with me. Tell us yeah. more about real, you know, how we follow you, how we stay in touch and, you know, what we can expect in 2023. Absolutely. Please continue to follow. I mostly live on LinkedIn. Like I, uh, uh, Tamari tries to help me get better at, at, at Twitter and, and Instagram, but I mostly live on LinkedIn. Uh, me so, too. so connect with me there, please. Uh, we are doing our founding uplifters initiative, which is uh, bringing in three to five large wealth management firms uh, to anchor our, our first uh, private market impact fund. And so we're well underway with that. We have our first uh, big uh, commitment in and a, and a couple more that are that are in progress and so uh, things are things are jamming here. Um, one of the things that we uh, also try to do and, and this is a little bit broader than than those um, kind of wealth management folks is we try to bring together uh, the impact ecosystem so bringing together folks from philanthropy bringing together folks from wealth bringing together all sorts of folks and so um, connect with us that way we're going to continue to do that more digitally we've we've been doing that as a dinner series on themes like we did a justice impact dinner we'll do a housing impact dinner soon um but if you are from any of those worlds and you're uplifting any of the things that we touch which is people planet economy um and and under those you know things like education health and wellness um you know uh, climate change we, we deal with, affordable housing, financial inclusion, all of those are impact themes. If those are, are things that you are working on in any capacity, yeah, please get at me. Like, I want, I want to know, I want to help. Excellent. Excellent. And like any big conferences or anywhere we can, if, can we bump into you this year? Is there, <laughs> you know, cause I'm like, I, if, if you're anything like me, right, we're, we're sitting up here trying to figure out our, our calendar for 2023. And so, you know, where can we find you this year? Yes, I'll definitely be at, uh, I think wealth management edge. Uh, I love, I love them and, and what they're doing. I'm usually at um, the institutional investor does these smaller RIA Institute conferences uh, that I like to go to where else uh, that you, you have me on the spot here. I feel like I was everywhere. Like, Oh, Carson Excel, you know, I, I will be there uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Future proof. I'll be there this year. And so, yeah, uh, all the spots I'll be on the scene. Okay, <laughs> well, I know. We're not, we're not, it's not conference season yet, but I will, I will, I will definitely be on the scene and, and, and probably have, have a friend or two from, from uplifting with me. Uh, so we're coming. Yeah. 
Good, 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 good. Well, it's always good to see you. And I'm so grateful for this conversation and grateful for the journey that we're on here in 2023. I'm going to I'm sure we're going to bump into each other at one of these conferences. Um, but if you ever are in Detroit, come visit me. If I'm ever in the Bay, I'll look you up. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. And so thank you for this wonderful joint conversation. I feel like we did like a version of like The View, where yeah, it's no, like, you know, I'm like the, co <laughs> the guest co-host for the day. Hey, come on. <laughs> where I get to interview you, take over the mic. <laughs> Mike, take over. We're going to have to do something like that, like a versus, like podcast versus podcast. Oh, like, yeah. hey. oh don't play with us. <laughs> That'd be fun. You know, maybe, maybe we, maybe we come out with something. Let's unique. cook. We, yeah, we got, yeah, we got yeah, to cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm so grateful. So for, for those of you that are joining for from Legacy uh, Lessons with Jack, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you to my very special friend and, and, I guess, I don't know, my guest, I'm his guest, you know, yeah. we're each other's guests. Um, you know, just continue to follow us on this journey. We're doing some amazing work. We are so excited about the things that are going to be happening this year to make a strong impact in this business. And so again, thank you so much, Tucson. I'm going to hand it to you. Yeah, no, you are an inspiration, sis. And and, and to all the uplifters listening, uh, thank you for, for joining us. Please, please, please uh, follow Jack and, and, and find her. Uh, where can they, where, where, where can we find you? I'm the same place. I'm like LinkedIn all day, every Every day. Yep. Um, you can also <laughs> hit me up on Instagram. I do have a page out there, um, Alexander Legacy Private Wealth, uh, but definitely LinkedIn. And then our website, it has so much information. Um, you know, just if you're right now, you're like me and you're gathering all your documents because we're preparing for tax season in so many different ways. We've got all types of resources. So I always like to tell people um, our website is another great place to follow me and grab some, you know, good resources along the way, www.alprivatewealth.com. Excellent. Well, Jackie, you are uplifting. I appreciate you. You too. Uh, you. Yeah, more to come, more to come from us. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and click the notification button so you never miss an episode.